Welcome to Revelant, where we are revealing the relevant and revolutionary word of God. I am your host, Mia Jani, and this is your five minutes of fire. Hey, we have been going over Ishmael versus Isaac and the principles. We have been looking at different biblical characters and their stories and comparing them to the allegory or the hidden message that Galatians 4, 22 to 31 highlights that Isaac and Ishmael represent. We have said that Isaac is the son of promise and represents those that are sons of God who are in the spirit versus Ishmael who represents servants who lose the inheritance and who are leading or being led to bondage. And so the difference is often examined in scripture. And so we're going to take a look at different characters. First, let's go back to Galatians, the fourth chapter. Let us identify those things that we should look out for. And then let's go into the text for today. So Galatians, the fourth chapter, beginning at the 22nd verse. And it reads... It says that Abraham had two sons, one by the slave woman and one by the free woman. The one by the slave woman was born according to the limited capabilities of human beings. But the one by the free woman was born through the miracle working power of God fulfilling his promise. Now to make a promise on these things, the two women are to, to make an allegory on these things, the two women are two covenants. One is from Mount Sinai and bears children for slavery. This is Hagar. Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia. She corresponds to the present Jerusalem for she serves as a slave along with her children. But the Jerusalem above is free and she is our mother. For the word says, rejoice you barren woman who does not bear children. Break forth and shout, you who are not in labor. For the deserted wife will have more children than the one whose husband is with her. You brothers, like Isaac, are children of the promise. But just as then the one born according to limited human capability persecuted the one born through the spirit's supernatural power. So it is now. Nevertheless, what does the scripture say? Get rid of the slave woman and her son, for by no means will the son of the slave woman inherit along with the son of the free woman. So brothers, we are children not of the slave woman, but of the free. Let's examine this one um, for a moment. The principles here. The allegory that we're looking at is you have a servant, one that is of the flesh. The Bible says the human capabilities. Remember that Sarah used her human capabilities to tell, to tell Abraham to go in unto her servant. Okay, that's human capabilities versus what was promised and came about through the workings of the power of God, representing what Jesus would do by coming and dying for us and doing what only God in flesh could do. 
Now, those two covenants represents the old versus the new. The old was a way where humans had to do something in order to attain salvation. But now we have Christ who's come in the flesh, fulfilled all righteousness. And if we accept his work as a finished work, it's the work of God, not of ourselves, we then have the ability to be saved. One, if you stay under the old covenant, like we talked about, you cannot keep all of those things. And so you will not inherit the promise. It's only if you have Christ, the new covenant, a new covenant relationship with Christ, that you are able to enjoy eternal life, the promise that God gives us. Now, how does this play out in another biblical character, our characters' lives? Let's look at the story, Martha and Mary. In Luke, the 10th chapter, let's examine this because we really want to hone in on what is the allegory that Galatians is talking about and give us more understanding, okay? So it starts out, let's go to, uh, let's start at 38. On their way, Jesus and his disciples came to a village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister called Mary, who also sat at the Lord's feet and heard what he had to say. But Martha was busy with all the work to be done. So going up to him, she said, sir, don't you care that my sister has been leaving me to do all the work by myself? However, the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are fretting and worrying about so many things. But there's only one thing that is essential. Mary has chosen the right thing and it won't be taken from her. Notice <clears throat> that you have two, okay? You have Martha who is very busy working, sort of like a servant, sort of like those under the old covenant. They had to do those works, right? in order to make amends for their sin, sin. And so here we see Martha has the opportunity of a lifetime. Jesus is passing through and he comes into her home. And, and Mary acknowledges his presence and is sitting at his feet and is learning of him signifying she understands his importance versus Martha, who's more worried about making ready the home than being made ready by the Christ who's in her presence. Ishmael, works of the flesh versus Isaac, the promise, no longer needing to work because it's finished 
Jesus did it, get in relationship with him. And notice what Jesus tells Martha, because I think it's very significant. He tells her, you're fretting and worrying about many things, but there is one thing that is essential. What was that one thing he was talking about? He says, and he gives us a clue. He says, Mary has chosen. What did it tell us in the text that Mary had chosen? It says that Mary sat at the Lord's feet and heard what he had to say. See, the word was given. The promise of God was given. And the word came to pass. Isaac was born. The word was given that Jesus would be born and that his life would signify the redemption for us. But when you see Martha, you see an allegory or an example of those who are under the old covenant who are about works versus those under the new covenant who are about relationship. Mary chose a relationship with the one who had done the work. Martha was trying to do the work and be commended by Jesus, but she wasn't committed. And Jesus said something very telling. He says, Mark, Mary has chosen the right thing and it won't be taken away from her. What was he signifying? The same thing as what happened to Ishmael. Loss of the inheritance, loss of the relationship, loss of access to the camp. Remember, he, he lost his heirship and sonship. Martha was a type of the old covenant, works-based, flesh, human capabilities. Mary is a type of the new covenant. Christ paid it all. We get in relationship with him and by the spirit of God live a life that's pleasing unto him. By staying in relationship, fellowship, and communion with him. We then become the free, the sons of promise versus servants in bondage. See the allegory? It's all throughout scripture. We'll discuss another example on our next, next lesson.